0: Everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Jen, and today we're really excited to chat with you about one of our favorite things, and this is festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, but more more importantly, the sense of community and connectedness that festivals bring us. So we have some fun shari- fun stories to share with you, Jen. If you could start us off with your most recent experience, that'd be awesome.
1: Yes, so I. I am coming fresh off of a yoga festival known as Floyd Yoga Jam and Kat is fresh off of Burning Man so it's so cool to get to come together and share this all with you and yeah it kind of all ends up zooming out to me and Kat's big dream of living on a commune. You literally get like a little nugget and a little taste of what that can look like at these Mm -hmm. kind of festival style like community events and Floyd is so special. It's so nice to be able to share. So that's a very intimate and small festival, like a thousand people. And it's in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods in Virginia. And this is my fifth year going. And I'm not new to yoga festivals. I have gone to Wonderlust and several other different types of these things. And what I love about it is the yoga component is obviously really cool, but It's been really inspiring not only to see the different teaching styles kind of come together, but it's also this like really big drop in on depth and connection. So I've shared on this podcast before, like I've done like hundreds of different eye gazing with strangers. I do all these things at these festivals, (laughs) like really Mm -hmm. intimate, like ecstatic dancing and partner dancing with strangers that I don't even know. And You know, this it's it's crazy to think back to how many layers of healing like has happened. And I can see my growth at these festivals more than anything, because I remember just being at these festivals earlier, like my first Floyd, I was so scared of some of the stuff they were asking us to do, like it was awful. I was like, I walked away from some things just completely uncomfortable in my own skin and like not wanting to be seen in that intimate of a way. And now I'm like, give it to me. Like, let's go. But I'm still, you know, it's still nerve wracking, but it's just so cool to also see how much more comfortable I've gotten in leaning into discomfort. Um, And yeah, we just, we camped out. We had a really cool tent site. I had so many beautiful moments with different individuals at classes, lots of open sharing circles. Um, We did like a goddess dance class and it was really fun to just like play, energetic play with different people and look face to face with someone and just communicate without words. And it's raw and wild and kind of visceral and Yeah, I had all these beautiful little connection moments and just to be under the stars at night and feel plugged into nature in that way, like it's just really beautiful and healing and yeah, in all the different times I've gone to yoga festivals, I feel like layers of myself have just been ripped that have blocked me from that ability to lean fully into connection. Um, Danny proposed to me at a yoga festival back in the day, mm-hmm. and like they just are like so um, precious to me. And Kat, I love that you kind of enter this like other other kind of worlds, but along some similar principles. But I know you have so much experience. In music festivals, but we want to hear about Burning Man. Like, we have an inside person to give us the stories. And I told Kat, like, while I was at my yoga festival one of the musicians made an announcement that burning man was like getting flooded so i had no cell phone service and i had had the, you know just this calm day that i'm like cat my cat is she okay like I, I wanted to reach out like right away and yeah cat can give the full story so let's go <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, thanks. I mean, festivals are such a beautiful coming together of so many things, like you said, right? I've been to one yoga festival, it was like a day fest, um, so on a smaller scale. But yeah, just to have like all the personal development workshops happening in unison with people who just share this this love of yoga and not just the physical practice, but all elements of it. Yeah. The unity. It's so beautiful. Yeah. The unity. Yes. And so um, we were talking before this about like how Floyd on that 1000 person guest count, like that is a small scale, like super sweet spot to be. And then the one festival that like you, Jen, that I've been to the most is electric forest. And I know I've talked about that here in the pod, a bunch too. And they have a couple different spaces for workshops. They have sound healings and just all those ways to plug in for people who are looking to go that little bit deeper into themselves. And I think that's a really important part of it all in um, combination with the music and being in nature. Mm -hmm. It's also healing together uh, with, with community all around at all times. One of my favorite things about Electric Forest too is that everybody just wants to connect you know you just go in there eager to compliment people and like authentically like we a greeting that we say for electric forest is happy forest Mm. and this is something that it's like a it's like a aloha it's like a hello Mm -hmm. it's a goodbye it's like a signing off even if you see someone who was at the festival in a gas station like on your way home or something it's happy forest Very and cute. you know you have that little you see their eyes light up like oh you're one of me right <laughs> i'm one of you just that beautiful connection you drop your that. you
1: drop your layers of who you are and then you go into this uh yeah this other kind of reality i love it that's
0: right it's like there, the ego dissolves it's like we are all here together we are all one that just true unity it's so magical and then Burning Man was new for me this year. It was my first year going. <laughs> Kyle and I went together with two of our best friends, um, Kirsten and Brandon. And we I'd heard Kirsten had been before. And so she would told me about all the magic of it many times. And she hadn't been since 2019. Um, so it'd been a couple of years for her. But earlier this year, I texted her because I saw someone else on Instagram get tickets. And I was just like, could you possibly be up for Burning Man this year? And her response was, I could always possibly be up for Burning Man. And so then we convinced our guys, which kind of was an easy sell. He actually wanted to go more than me for most of our relationship. And I was the harder sell because I was nervous about um, all the elements of it. Just needing to bring everything that you have, your food, your water. There's no showers there.
1: Like, <laughs> you're really roughing it. Watching Kat um, get prepared for this festival, guys, was next level. <laughs> I just want to say... It takes months... <laughs> months and so much money Uh
0: (laughs) so now it's like we have all the things so we're totally looking to go again next year i love it (laughs) but getting tickets is such a hard part too kirsten was really lucky to get theirs in the general on sale but it's like a lottery we tried we were waiting in line for two hours and didn't get them before it sold out So we were really lucky that we were accepted into an incredible camp that one of my yoga teacher friends here in Denver leads. It's called Consensual Abduction. And it's like kind of alien themed. We have um, abductions. That's like our main gift and offering as a camp where it's a whole sensory experience. So you know that Jen and I love it. (laughs) It's like so present and there's just consent it's consensual so you fill out a form you share like what you're comfortable with what you're not and then we honor that we respect it and then we role play and get really weird and blindfold you and tip you upside down (laughs) and then just kind of like harvest your limbs you know no big deal
1: festival (laughs) life
0: seriously it's like so silly and Burning Man is an older crowd kind of like Floyd is right? Jen? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's such a big age range. It's crazy to see that and get the wisdom from like the older wiser hippies. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yes, I love like at Electric Forest, I'm I there are older people, but vast majority are like 18 to 25, yeah. I'd say. And so we're like kind of on the older side there. But here, the uh median age of Burning Man is 37. I love that. So I love that. I'm like coming in at 32, like, yeah,
1: I'm in my prime here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, and then just seeing everybody else in their prime, you know, no matter what age they are. It's and very seeing humbling. Seeing
1: people that have lived a life that honors like kind of the elements that come out from festivals. It's like very special. Yeah. They get to see people that have You know, you you get, I feel like it gets categorized so much as being this, like, young kind of careless party thing. It can get labeled as that so easily. And then seeing these, like, intentional people that have lived their life kind of embodying the things that you take away from these festivals is a special little tab of it, too. Oh, yeah, it's huge. These
0: have the potential to be extreme catalysts for just changing your life. Um, It really forces you to face the things that aren't working for you. It just becomes all so clear. And so my experience, as I'm sure you all heard Burning Man being on the news this year, like crazy. Um, It's really funny to me having been there to see these news articles now because it is just so far from what my experience was. Uh (laughs) Like, yeah, people... Did try to drive off when there was a driving ban and leave when it was raining. Um, But there was a driving ban. Like, didn't you know that was going to happen? So we were all kind of like, oh, yeah, these idiots got stuck because they tried to leave when you weren't supposed to leave. It's like, just follow the rules. And like, if you don't have enough stuff, ask your neighbor. We have so much more to go around. And so um, that's a big part of the festival. There's kind of like in yoga, how we have the uh, the fold, the eight path fold to enlightenment that we've shared in past episodes. We also have um, at Burning Man, the 10 principles, which um, for this whole social experience, social experiment, Burning Man is not a festival. <laughs> Very clear on that. <laughs> I learned that this year. Um, It is way bigger, way more than that. It's really hard to even explain. It's a city that's put up and taken down with 80,000 people and it only exists for a week every single year in the middle of the Black Rock Desert in Nevada where nothing else lives. There's barely any bugs. There's no animals. It's so dry. And so it's just kind of crazy, this whole crazy thing. So yeah, we had more than enough food and water. We had enough for three more days if we had gotten stranded. But yeah, basically the whole sense is like our camp came together in a way that was so freaking beautiful. And we had a lot of veterans who'd been there for like five, six plus years, and they shared the sentiment that like this year brought everyone together like no other year had. I think sharing something that was really hard when the rain came, it got muddy. Our tent flooded. Um, We were lucky to have our bed on a platform. So our bed was dry, but our best friends, they didn't have that. And they had an air mattress on the ground. And so their sheets got wet. And so they had to sleep in their car for like the rest of the time, which was I think three or four days after that too. And so everybody just kind of came together that next day Asked, like, do you need anything? Uh, What can I give you? What can I help with? And we had the best party of the week as a camp that day. We called it our end of the world party. (laughs) (laughs) And I know these two people in our camp, they were amazing. They surprised everybody with brunch. So we were, mind you, while the news was sharing about how crazy everything was at Burning Man and how there was cannibals and Ebola and eels, like, just nonsense. Like, none of that was there. Um, We were having the best time eating Eggs Benedict with freaking caviar. (laughs) I kid you not, served a hundred people that day, had a six-hour party with music bumping from all of our camp DJs, and it was just the best. Like, so special. We strapped trash bags to our feet, secured them with duct tape. It was the hottest fashion trend on the playa. (laughs)
1: Sexy.
0: (laughs) And we were all just like what's your method? Is it sock bag sock? Is it (laughs) shoe sock bag? And it was just so funny, you know. And it just reminds you that everything is perspective and mindset. And sure, I mean, we could have just stayed in our tent The rest of the time and moped and been sad. But you kind of realize what your options are when you only have a few of them. Mm -hmm. And we had no cell service. We were with a bunch of other people who were also in the same boat. So we made a conscious decision to practice joy and take care of each other and take care of ourselves and make the best of it. And I had the freaking time of my life. (laughs) Yeah. So. In thinking about the 10 principles, there were two that really stuck out to me the most and really relate to our podcast here too. So the first one is radical self-reliance. And this is that whole notion that you better prepare. You can't be over-prepared, really. Bring enough for you, bring enough for extra days. You basically don't want to be caught burdening other people by your lack of preparedness because they're going through the same stuff themselves. And so you adding to that list, it's not the kindest thing that you can do. So there's that one. And then everything at Burning Man seems to be like a polarizing thing in some way. So the other one, the polarizing uh, principle for me with radical self-reliance is this notion of being community-minded. And neither is more important than the other, they're equal. And that sense of being community-minded, it's we care about each other so much. We are in the middle of the desert. People can die. People do die every year. It's not for people who are inexperienced. Like, definitely go to festivals before you go to Burning Man um, and prepare and research. I was on Reddit every single day. But yeah, just like there's a real gifting culture. There's no money when you're there. There's no real laws. There are some. But, you know, it's like, don't hurt people. Um, You can't do drugs in public. (laughs) There's rangers all around. But, But yeah, that sense of just like, we're here. I'm going to gift you this for no other reason than to gift it to you. It's not a trade. It's not a barter. I'm not expecting anything in return, but we are here sharing this beautiful, life-changing experience together. And through those things um, comes the resiliency, right? And just that notion of, being a part of a community, and our, how we all fit into it as well.
1: Yeah, and when you leave these festivals, and thank you, Kat, for telling us about Burning Man. I'm so glad oh, it course. was this My pleasure. beautiful experience. I l- freaking love to hear all the stories. And yeah, but I think with with these, these big events that like are bringing a bunch of people together, where you kind of drop your own personal identity and like lean into this kind of collective energy but then you also have to keep checking in on your own needs there's this balance at these festivals of like you can get so into the energy of all the events happening but then you have to remember like have I eaten did I drink my water did I take care Mm -hmm. of myself and it really teaches you these this balance between self and kind of connection and community and we wanted to talk about that a little bit because I feel like we've ranted about this in so many podcast episodes because it's a huge passion for us. But, like, you know, we're not meant to be living so individualistic. And it really does kill me. I think of this... All the time that we are all sitting here having to own like all the stuff to take care of ourselves. Like every person has to have a pair of scissors and a blender mm-hmm. and a this and like, you know, all these like tools. And it's just yeah. we don't have like. I don't feel I feel like we've gotten into a place of so much imbalance where there's so much you now need for yourself and there's so much like lack of sharing resources that we've gotten like really far away from what our true nature is and there is so much that can be found in connection but I do think like you said Kat with the principles like there's a lot of layers you have to go through in your own healing journey. Why we promote so many of the stuff that we do on this podcast is because you got to know the layers of yourself enough to kind of identify some of those emotional needs. And I do think you learn a lot of your emotional needs through different relationships and through different connections, but there has to be this balance. And so I learned this through, I read the book Polysecure, which had this like really good chunk of the book talking about attachment styles, and they talked about on one end of the scale that anxious attachment anxious attachment where you just lean into connection so much it kind of ends up turning into that enmeshment or codependency and it can feel so hard to know who you are in that connection that's one end of the extreme and that's that anxious avoidant attachment and the other our anxious attachment and then on the other ends we have avoidant attachment which can be so much reliance on self-autonomy that like leaning into trusting someone else when you're experiencing Something feels nearly impossible. And at both ends of the attachment disorders, we're trying to find this middle ground between our own self-autonomy and also that ability to lean into co-regulation and connection with other people. And I think just dependent on kind of your circumstances growing up, you might fall into one of the two extremes. And I think it's really easy to have all these attachment problems in the society we live in as well, even not just looking at childhood experience. We don't have a society that really reflects a good balance of that because it is so much of every man for themselves, which ends up, Mm -hmm. we have so many people dealing with mental health struggles, homelessness, all these extremes of like, outskirts of society because there's just not good ways to plug in when you're needing help in the ways that there should be. And it's so much pressure sometimes all falling onto your own shoulders that it's a lot. But within that, you also can drown the people around you when you don't do the work to figure out your own stuff. And then you're constantly looking to other people to tell you where to go, what to do, which direction to take. And yeah, I think there's constant lessons to help you find the blend in those two totally
0: totally and as you were speaking and also maybe think about how like politics ties into this too and i truly believe that it's this this hyper sense of individualization that has really like shaped the republican party Mm -hmm. and even more like the extreme white right wing yeah it's those people who are in Very remote areas that don't have, you know, either a really strong community or they only know their community and they haven't seen cities or people who are different than them. And so there's a real fear of people. And so it just makes me think of that, too. absolutely. And in that avoidance side, it's like there's the lone wolf stereotype that we've all heard. And I feel like people kind of just accept like that as a personality trait. But really, it's avoidant attachment and um, people who've been hurt, you know, along the way and are really afraid to be vulnerable and connect with others. And like you said, the other side of that codependence is um, like other people relying on them so much for your joy Mm -hmm. where... True joy, true joy really comes from within. Yeah. And it's amplified by community, not the other way around. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so, in finding this blend of these two things, like I really think it is important that we plug into community spaces. We've shared this on this podcast a lot, but there's going to these big events is incredible. But finding even things in your local community, if you know that you fall into more of the self isolating mode, How can you find some form of engagement to start practicing leaning out of that? And it all takes practice. I think it's very easy if you fall into the extremes to then want to hop to the other extreme too. Like it's very easy Mm -hmm. to fall into these two. And I think keeping the blend is tricky, but it gets better with practice on both sides. But I do think it's beautiful to be able to find people to share resources with. I think the internet's helping so much much with us like being able to find our people easier and then yeah Mm -hmm. Kat was sharing a little bit before if you want to talk about like Boston like growing up there like you're looking at the the people around you and seeing like is that plugging me into that highest good between the balance of stuff because I think for some we're not always born into the spot that's going to give us that healthy dynamic and while you were sharing Mm -hmm. about like the far right side like I feel like in a lot of these regions that are more isolated and I know like with my southern side of my family more upbringing it's such an attachment to the family unit that like there's no venturing out, no breaking into any sense of individuality. They fear it, you know, <laughs> they they smother into that family dynamic so much because it's so scary to think of changing beyond that imbalance, you know.
0: A hundred percent, totally, yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you are born into a place and you don't resonate with it, with it, you feel like the black sheep. And I mean, that was surely me growing up in Boston. I never really fit; felt like I fit in. Even if it looked like that on the outside, on the inside, I just felt like something's not right. Or I always felt like I had to change myself to be like others. When I visited Denver on vacation with Kyle in 2015, 2016 we were like whoa we were just overcome by the culture and we were only here for a long weekend but it was palpable like we could feel it and it helped that you know bass music it's the bass music capital of america and we love that kind of music and there's climbing and there's a lot of yoga and nature so there are these key elements that we really loved and we're kind of not getting fulfilled in boston so we ultimately decided to move out here and that's kind of the thing is like, if you've tried to find um, all of those things, that sense of belonging, like-minded beings where you are, and you can't, look somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. Look somewhere else. Rather than running away from something, try to run to something so that you can feel really excited about it. Although sometimes, you know, that running away does have to happen just to exit like an unsafe kind of space. But Really, like we are not meant to go through life alone. Like you said before, Jen, you know, like we all began in tribes and villages and that's way more natural for us. We can't get all of our needs met by one person. We need trusted people. And truly, I believe that nothing grows without love.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, if you're- Surround ourselves. Yeah, surround yourself with love and do the work to kind of sit and reflect on what your emotional needs are and like what that can look like plugging in. I know the periods where I was more by myself, like I deeply needed community for a long time and couldn't find it. But I also, in retrospect, look back to those times as me- figuring out at least a couple of the things of what I was wishing and hoping for in those moments when I didn't have people to lean into. So also knowing that there can be gold found in those periods, but you are not meant to do it alone. And that love is so important. And it's that combination of self-love and then also knowing how to balance the giving and receiving of love outside of yourself too.
0: That's right. Let that inner winter lead to an inner spring, so that you can come out and feel good and be ready to take it all on. And hopefully, that means a commune for us because <laughs> Awaken we are together. So ready. Commune, you guys ready um, for that? Or? Yes, please sign me up. <laughs> it's like everyone I talk to these days is like, "Yes, our generation. This is the new American dream. It's communal living." So I just have this vision of like, you know, we all have our own like Bed spaces, bedrooms with our partners or whatever, offices, living space, maybe a small one, but everything else is shared, right? Shared kitchen, shared living space, shared children. I don't want to have a kid, but
1: I will (laughs) co-parent.
0: Shared childcare would revolutionize our lives. Like I want a kid, and I right now I'm like, uh, (laughs) how? I need help, (laughs) right? But that would solve a lot of things.
1: Yes, like share. We'll share it all. Make a central space. I think this is. Is also like where we're gearing up to be able to save the planet in so many ways too because we get so wasteful when we look at things individualistically too far and I think that's a huge Mm -hmm. movement that this generation is going to take is knowing how to yeah optimize our resources in a different way we've We've come a long way as a society in a lot of ways, but we've also fallen behind on some of the things that have been mastered way before this um, current society's look. And I think we need to kind of blend both the old ancient wisdom and then the new that we've also been able to cultivate with inventiveness and, yeah, combined it all for a much healthier protection of this earth and the human species. Yes,
0: heck yes. Only way is up. And mark our words, it's going to (laughs) happen. I can feel it.
1: (laughs) I so agree. And we so appreciate this community of listeners. Our podcast this season is already doing so good. You guys continue to grow us out. And we so appreciate you sharing the podcast, liking and reviewing on Spotify means a lot. And we now have our podcast up on YouTube, which is amazing. And we want to keep growing and sharing it all with you. So thank you.
0: Thank you all so much. We love you and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.